Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks for tuning in to this episode, and once again, thanks to Podbean and Soundtrap for helping me bring you Messy Closet now. In yesterday's episode, Philosophizing Ageism, I'm talking about just how women in general are viewed as less than when they get older. And not only viewed as less than, but open to ridicule on multiple levels. So this episode is dedicated to Bonnie Raitt, and I'm going to give you all something to talk about. So let's just start with the fact that Bonnie Raitt is a legendary blues singer who won her 14th Grammy. She has won a Lifetime Achievement Award back in 2022. She's a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and... Her 1989 album, Nick of Time, was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry and has been a five-time certified platinum album by the RIAA. And she was ranked in both Rolling Stones' list of 100 greatest singers of all time and 100 greatest guitarists of all time. That is who Bonnie Raitt is. So she beat out Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Adele, Harry Styles, and Lizzo for Song of the Year. All these young people don't know who she is. And Taylor Swift fans were apparently outraged and were writing, Who the fuck is Bonnie Raitt? Like, Google it, kids. You live in the age of technology. It would make more sense for me to not have known who Elvis Presley was as a child, but I knew that, or who the Beatles were as a child, but I knew that, but you can't pick up your phones while you're watching the Grammys and Google Bonnie Raitt? Come on, kids. Come on. You got to take to Twitter and complain about it. This is such the generational difference is we would have asked around, asked friends who Bonnie Raitt was, asked our parents who Bonnie Raitt was if we didn't know because we didn't have the technology to find out at our fingertips with the phone in our hands as you guys were tweeting that Taylor should have won, you could have looked up who is Bonnie Raitt, but you didn't. You decided to create controversy, (laughs) but that's who your generation is. We like to step away from controversy as Gen Xers, but we'll come at you if you come at us. And since you came at Bonnie Raitt and we grew up absolutely adoring her music, I'm going to get into her incredible life. I love tabloid newspapers for this one reason, because you know that they don't check their sources. The UK Daily Mail called Bonnie Raitt an unknown blues singer. Again, Google it. And on a side note, this is why so many celebrities don't answer tabloid fodder, because if they couldn't Google Bonnie Raitt and they wrote unknown blues singer, 
then they're clearly not checking their sources for anything else. So read it for fun if you want, but again, take everything with a grain of salt. Seriously, what I've learned along this spiritual journey. So I found this tweet, and the tweet says, the Grammys be inventing people just to snub Beyonce. Now who the hell is Bonnie Raitt? Proves my point. All you had to do was Google it. Here's another tweet with the hashtag all too well 10 minute version. Who TF is Bonnie Raitt? F the Grammys and everyone associated unless you shake hands and send gifts. There's no nomination consideration. Next year, I'll send you a basket of confectionery. And this is Zane Malik. I think he's like the One Direction dude. Oh, my God. This is just an embarrassment on the young kids. An embarrassment. Here's another fantastic tweet. Bonnie, I'm really happy for you, but Taylor had one of the best songs of all time. Who TF is Bonnie Raitt? Like, I could not even tell you the genre of music that is, or one song she plays. How the fuck she beat that lineup of songs? I'm sorry, but Bonnie Raitt for S-O-T-Y. I had to giggle. She's an icon, a legend, etc. Yet who was listening to this song? Literally a sham against Beyonce, Taylor, Harry, Adele. Come on, man. So Bonnie Raitt was born November 8th, 1949, and is an American blues singer and guitarist. In 1971, she released her self-titled debut album, Bonnie Raitt, and following this, she released a series of critically acclaimed Roots Influence albums that incorporated elements of blues, rock, folk, and country. And she has collaborated with Warren Zevon, Little Feet, Jackson Brown, the Pointer Sisters, John Prine, and Leon Russell. So between this time until 1989, she had very limited commercial success and then had the major success with her 10th studio album, Nick of Time, which includes the title song. The album reached number one on the Billboard 200 chart and won the Grammy for Album of the Year. And that is the album that was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the United States National Recording Registry. And her following two albums, Luck of the Draw in 1991 and Longing in Their Hearts, 1994, were multi-million sellers, generating several hit songs, including, like I said yesterday, something to talk about, Love Sneaking Up On You, and Can't Make You Love Me with Bruce Hornsby on the piano. This legend has also received a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award. There is an Australian country music artist by the name of Graham Connors, and they've said that Bonnie Raitt does something with a lyric no one else can do. She bends it and twists it right into your heart. And in 2000, Bonnie Raitt was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame And she has also received the Icon Award from the Billboard Women in Music Awards. Unknown my ass. Google it.
So Bonnie was born in Burbank, California, and her mother was a pianist, and her father was an actor in musical productions, including Oklahoma and the Pajama Game, and she is of Scottish ancestry. She said that she would play with her two brothers growing up and was a self-described tomboy. So Rates' musically inclined parents were a very strong influence on her life and she and her brothers were encouraged to pursue music and she initially played the piano but was intimidated by her mother's abilities so she began playing a Stella guitar which she received as a Christmas gift in 1957 at the age of eight. So Bonnie did not take lessons. She took influence from the American folk music revival of the 1950s and the beatnik movement. She stated it represented my whole belief. I'd grow my hair real long so it looked like a beatnik. So if you don't know what the beatniks were, they were coined the intellectual genesis of the mid 50s to the early 60s counterculture. And their philosophy was beat counterculture and anti-materialism, anti-capitalism, and anti-authoritarian. Beatnik came because some people felt that they might be pro-communist, so Beatnik was sort of a play on Sputnik because they were so far out of mainstream society. That's a really interesting fact. Bonnie Raitt has a tell-all biography called Just in the Nick of Time. It is written by Mark Begow. And you can get that on Amazon audio cassette for $9.95 or hardcover for $29.44. And this is the first tell-all biography and it says the description of the book is the formerly hard-drinking blues rock mama who had it all lost it all, and then got it back again. This book reveals the whole story of Bonnie Raitt's crash and burn lifestyle, which nearly took her down with it, and what it was like for Bonnie to spend the second half of the 1970s in Linda Ronstadt's shadow. The facts about Raitt's political activism and the details of her stormy personal life and how she ultimately found happiness in her 40s with Michael O'Keefe. Other books include The Bonnie Raitt Collection, Bonnie Raitt Luck of the Draw, Longing in Their Hearts. She's got a bunch of them. And Road Tested. And that is all the books that I could find on her and her life. And you can find all of those not just on Amazon, but on my favorite place to buy books, thrift books. And besides all of this talent, she is most well known for her lifelong commitment to social activism. And she's been involved with the environmental movement and she's done concerts for forests and oil and mining and water protection since the mid-1970s, and she was a founding member of Muse, Musicians United for Safe Energy, which produced the historic concerts album and the movie No Nukes in 1979, and she's been especially active to fight 
for preservation of our ancient forests by performing numerous concerts and lobbying in Washington and getting arrested twice in support of change of forest policy. She has also fought for the rights of Native American, women's rights, human rights, and she has fought against apartheid in South Africa and in the U.S. involvement in the war in Central America in the 1980s. She's used her status for so much good and put her voice to so many things that she believes in. And also, she's a founding member of the Rhythm and Blues Foundation and continues to work for increased recognition, health benefits, and royalty reform for the pioneer generation of R&B artists. In 1995, she helped establish the Bonnie Raitt Guitar Program, which provides free guitar lessons to kids in over 180 boys and girls clubs around the world. And in 2002, on her summer tour, she initiated Green Highway, a traveling eco-village, providing information to concert goers about alternative energy solutions. And she had a Honda hybrid vehicles and connected fans to local environmental issues and organizations. And she just carried the message for climate change and doing more to be eco-friendly also raised money in 2011 for the Japanese nuclear disaster in Fukushima. She put together a concert with Muse and she performed this at the Shoreline Amphitheater. I mean, she's really amazing. Everything that she's done has been really to benefit so many other people. And she is a legend and an icon. And it's not that Beyonce and Lizzo are not. It's not that Taylor Swift is not. Harry Styles is not. They are in their own way. And they will be at her status one day. And when your kids and grandkids say, who the fuck is Taylor Swift? You're going to lose it too. Because you're going to be like, how could you not know? How could you not know? She was our favorite. We loved her. She deserved every award. And no, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve awards, but we have to give credit where credit is due because Bonnie Raitt just is not only a singer-songwriter, not only a musician, not only someone who puts her heart and soul into everything that she does, but she is such a philanthropist that is so devoted to making the world a better place and leaving the world a better place than the way she found it. And that is the true meaning of the spiritual journey of life. And I know we make fun, all of us, of the boomers, but the boomers are Gen X parents. And they're the ones who really shaped our lives, you know, beyond the music and the TV and our own pop culture from the 70s, 80s and 90s. We had a lot of our parents' entertainment and that shaped us as well. So we knew Bonnie Raitt just like we knew Dolly Parton, you know? I mean, even though she wasn't getting as much airplay, a lot of people had her albums because her music is just timeless and amazing and incredible. And I'm going to go listen to some right now. And I just want to say, Bonnie Raitt, you deserved it. That is such a beautiful song. 
and congratulations on winning Song of the Year. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of Messy Closet. Tune in tomorrow because I'm going to do a deep dive into Madonna. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive. <laughs>